I just think instead of going from point A to point B, you're like, what do you think I all of these think, questions are, John? Everyone could skip the, skip the step of asking us and just go straight to their fucking partner, but they want to know our thoughts clearly. They want our mediocre advice. And you're like, you know what? Hey, Why guys, are you even wasting time? John, do you want a podcast or not? <laughs> and welcome, welcome back, back to, to Give It To Me straight. straight. You're a little slow on that. You're a little me? slow. Me? Are yeah, you kidding me? You gotta pick it up. You're the one who was like, give it to they me straight. They expect the best out of us. And you already half-assed half that. John, people were saying that Speed the last episode, they were like, oh, wow, John's actually in a good mood today. So you know what that means? That More wine. you need to be better. I'm already better. great. So. I'm already great. Number one thing I want to bring up today. <laughs> I'm sick. We're call- Alex is sick. I think she was like battling bronchitis. It's I just get the brutal. worst upper respiratory infection. It's scary. It's scary. She's she wheezes and she has like a emergency. I don't want inhaler. you guys to hear what, it, what my lungs actually sound like it's right really now. It's really bad. It's creepy. So Alex woke up this morning and was like, "I had the craziest dream that I was suffocating, and then I woke up and I couldn't breathe." It's just yeah. crazy. Like you need to go to the doctor. But we're also like in between insurance companies right now. That's my bad. So why did Alex wait. die? Well, we were in between insurance. Dude, insurance America. Co- the insurance marketplace or whatever, they're just like a bunch of rats. No one tells me exactly what I need to know. Well, it's tough when you have to get your own insurance, like as a business owner, because there's just no right, right but, answer. But I'm in healthcare and it's still so fucking confusing. Like I don't get it. So this whole time I've been paying we I've been paying for us or whatever, however you want to say that. You we've been paying I, I know, for I'm us. sorry. I set it up for us and we've been paying for it every month for like nine months now and come to find out we had like partial insurance so which John's, isn't even full John's insurance colonoscopy not covered i'm like battling the insurance company remember for the when colonoscopy. we were like don't worry guys your colonoscopy is covered no it's not, no, it's not. i knew it wasn't gonna get fully covered but i thought they would cover some no, of it no we're like we're we can't we're not paying that whole bill there's no, no, there's no way. way i'll fight it no there's i no can't way. afford it Anyway, I do want to say thank you to everyone who invited me to go to Disney with you since John won't. Do they just me. message you separately? Yeah, they said, well, you're more than welcome to come with us because we're somebody, fun. I wish somebody messaged me and was like, well, we can go to the brewery or something. John, okay, cool. Everyone can go to the brewery, but like, it's not every day that you get to go to Disney. If you want to, you can Whatever. watch it on TV. People having a terrible time. Anyways, back to my butthole for a second, because we made that. Uh, yes, that's what we love to talk about right. here. Well, I made that like little TikTok teaser or like clip from our last episode, and everyone's like, "John has celiacs. You need to go get your ass checked. Why don't men want to get their buttholes checked?" And I just want to say, I did get my butthole checked, and I'm good to Again, go. Those are people who are just seeing that one clip. They I just don't want to know. It, so they don't not, know you that you I got don't a want call. To be scared because I know they care a lot about me, so I want them to know. Like I'm you okay. already did. Well, then why are you still peeing out of your butt? I'm not <laughs> peeing out of my butt. Vomiting, first off. whatever the word <laughs> that all. you use. Listen, it's just like, that's when I know I need to chill in the hot sauce. That's all. You think that's just hot sauce? There's no way. Yeah, because when after I got my colonoscopy, like your whole esophagus is red. You need to chill on oh, the hot the sauce. The amount of times that this is just brought up. I just want to clear the air. Clear the clear air. The air. <laughs> clear the air on that. The other thing I need to bring up, Claire, the air is we keep calling our third man on the podcast, True. Ryan. 
His name is Goo. So I've known him since I was 18. We went to college together. He's my best friend. And we wanted to take him on because we needed help with the podcast. So he's learning the he's learning how to edit. He's gonna soon help with like being the producer of the podcast and stuff. So you'll you'll see him down the road. So when you hear that name, but we we were like maybe we introduce him as his legal name because it's more appropriate, like Ryan, of course. Right. But if you guys go to season one, we do he does talk about oh, where that's right. he was on our the name podcast. comes from. Yeah, that's it's like true. way back. I don't even know what episode, but he he is on our podcast and he discusses why his name is Goo. So if you are interested in why his nickname is Goo, you can go all the way back and scroll through the episodes. Way back, but you will see him down the road. He's in a learning period right now until he figures out what the fuck he's doing. So moving on from that. What did we do this week? I was just sick all week. So you know what I did? I binge watched the last season of Vanderpump. And man, am I glad that I did because I got to watch the season finale and it's really Is that the one I saw? Uh, yeah. So mm-hmm. is there like a tell-all kind of episode? The reunion is this past week. Like, it'll, well, it's actually on tomorrow. And then the, there's another reunion on tomorrow. So there's two reunions? There's actually three reunions. So. Listen, give this guy, like, I understand why everyone hates him and stuff, but you're lucky that that shit happened because that is what revived this show. I mean, you're right. Like the ratings, I'm sure, through the roof. Right. It's a no-brainer. I never would have paid for Peacock if it wasn't for Vanderpump. I was like, why not? Let me see your Peacock, cock, cock, your Peacock. (laughs) How was your week, John? Other guys. What'd you do? Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. uh Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, I have, I got an update. Hold on. Let me read. Let me see. Um, uh, Alec, we watched. Alec? Alex. (laughs) We watched A Man Called Otto with Tom Hanks. And Alex, oh another thing, morbid. I don't know. Alex is on this train. John, Alex is bawling her eyes out. And then she looks at me and she's like, you're going to die. And you know why you're going to die? Because you don't wear your seatbelt when you, you drive. Don't. Yes, I do. John, I've seen you so many times. We live on a cliff and you don't wear your seatbelt. Going down the driveway? Doesn't matter. You don't know what's going to happen if someone can all the way T-bone you down. In our driveway? You never know. Listen, before anyone tells me this fact, I know that statistically it's like the most accidents are within a certain range of your house. Yes. But that's if you suck at driving. That, you know, that's what they all say, John. I'm and a then professional. what they end up dead. So. I have never been in a car accident as the driver. <laughs> and I've only had two tickets in Please, high school. Please like, just I'm an knock on wood driver. or something. I'm an amazing... Just wear your seatbelt. I don't know like how, why that's so difficult. That's so... Like, that is just, star- like, so dumb to not. Why would you not? Like, you know the risk. What, whatever. <laughs> okay, I'll do better. But, like, it was it was intense. She was getting, like, mad at me for no reason. Well, because I was, number one, getting my period, so I was emotional. Number two, you don't wear your fucking seatbelt. And I know that, like, one day... I do on the highway. Oh, my God. Whatever. Then fine. Honestly... This is just proof that when something does happen, which I hope it doesn't, knock on wood, that I told you to wear your seatbelt. Good. You could tell me on my deathbed. I told you I so. Will. That's you're going to be your last words to me. I will be standing over your grave and be like, idiot. <laughs> oh, I have one more thing too. I'm in the gym and I'm like, you know, we pay so much to go to this gym and they got like the nice towels and they got razors and shaving cream and stuff in there. I'm like, oh, I got to shave. 
let me shave my face. I got, they got razors here. Like mine's dull at home. And I start shaving my face and I was like, oh, I did a good job. I turn, I look back. I am bleeding everywhere. This isn't the first time that you've bled everywhere at the gym. Why yeah. don't you, why do you use those razors? They're giving you cheap razors. Just cause you go to Equinox doesn't mean that they're <laughs> giving you nice Gillette's. They're giving you the dollar store ones. But they're two, they're two razor. They're not just one, they're two razors. Right. You need ones that have like six but they have on nice them. But shaving cream. I was like, I'm good. I didn't, I didn't feel any nicks or anything. So and I guess it's it was after I worked out too, so my everything's I'm vasodilated. I'm all like opened up and sweating, and so just blood is pouring out of my face. Of course, some guy knew who I was in the men's locker room. I'm bleeding. He's like, "Hey man, I just want to let you know I love your uh, content." And I'm like, "Thank you," and I'm just like trickling blood down my face. <laughs> Anyways, I had to run out of the gym. It's disgusting. That was. Have you learned your lesson? Yeah, I think I'm 0-2 now with that. So I'm That's just what gonna, I'm saying. This I'm isn't done. the first time. You just, you're like, mm, I use I'm shitty here. erasers and that at home. I'm like, no problem. No problem. Maybe because I'm in the shower. I shave in the shower. Like when you shave your mustache, are you in the shower? <laughs> <laughs> I would laugh, but I'm trying not to have a cough attack okay, right now. Okay. That's my update. But I wax my mustache off. Do you wax it? No, I actually don't. I pluck it. But sometimes it's hard because it's not until certain lighting that you see it. What do you mean? Like, do I have, is my mustache that offensive actually, to you? No, I was making a joke. Exactly. I didn't even know, I didn't even know you did anything. That's what, but, but like, you pluck it? Yeah, like when I get some like Ooh, hairs. That be so painful. Not really. I'm already doing my eyebrows. I'm like, mm, there's some stragglers here. Let me just get them. Mm. Mm. I'm over this conversation. <laughs> I don't know if you've noticed, but we have a bird infestation. Our cars are covered in shit. No, I haven't noticed, Al. You're <laughs> right. I haven't been the one outside. I caught a baby bird. Oh, you caught it, Mr. Hero. What do you mean you caught it? It fell. It was on the ground already. You didn't catch anything. I put him in the pooper scooper. So what, how did you catch I, him? You were like... I used the pooper scooper. Exactly. So you scooped up a baby bird. And then I put him on the hill that I'm assuming mommy bird and poppy bird have you bird. checked no i don't know if he died or not because somebody's told if me you got your scent on him parents probably I didn't, didn't touch back. him i put him back on the hill i didn't touch him with my hands so the mommy bird should know where the fucking bird so guys bird so is. far this year john has murdered a moth and a baby bird <laughs> just so we know i didn't tell you about the other one the um ground squirrel baby i found no you did and you already spoke about it on the podcast you were like i didn't know what to do so now that's oh, okay. three animals but i didn't like I have a conscious. I didn't kill him. So anyways, I put it back. But apparently it's You were like, an accessory to murder. Somebody told me, my friend back home told me it's a house finch or whatever, something finch. What is that? So they're all like hatching right now. Oh, that's probably why. Because I just hear, like if we're quiet enough, you could probably hear them outside of our house. Not soon enough though. What? Because I'm mowing all the trees down on the driveway. What do you mean? I'm, I got the landscaper guy coming to cut down the... The, uh, He's trimming branches. some branches. He's not cutting our trees. where all their nests are. Just I'm mowing everything out. You also if I could. You also make it sound like it's you personally. Like you're going out there with a fucking I chainsaw. Could, and I you're could like, if I wanted to. If it's up to me, I'm cutting all those trees down. I'm like, what? You well, mean the landscaper is trimming our bushes? I mean, I could. We don't have. <laughs> I could if I wanted to. Okay. But I choose not to. I choose to pay someone I to do it. I wouldn't trust you, honestly. I'd probably fall. Anyways, I'm cleaning everything up around the driveway. Okay. Enough is enough. The bird shit everywhere is just ridiculous. It is. It is everywhere. But what are you going to do? I guess that's 
just the yeah, what are you gonna do? Nothing. You're not gonna. You're not gonna. I'm well, the one. I sprayed our car down because it was just covered. You in broke shit. the hose. <laughs> I broke the hose. <laughs> and then, then I what? I actually John, forgot you did that. I ordered a new one. See, a solution. <laughs> All right, let's let's jump into questions, shall we? I just feel like everything's falling apart in this house. That's what being a homeowner we is. Have, there's a fucking squirrel or something in our roof. I don't know how to get it. We don't have an attic. So it goes our house and then like a flat roof. So like I had a, a pest control guy come on. He's like, I don't, I can't get up there or get in there. We only so, heard some scratches one night. It could have been from underneath the house. Who knows? Okay. I don't think it was from above. It's just, we live in like wild kingdom. It's just, it's crazy here. That's literally. If I could cement everything, just have like our house and then it's just a cement moat. You would find something to complain about. You would say there's not enough. There's not enough nature here. I say the ground is too hot. Exactly. <laughs> you would find something to complain about. And today's podcast is sponsored by Cerebral. Guess what? May isn't just about flowers and sunshine. It's Mental Health Awareness Month. Let's give a standing ovation to our pals at Cerebral, the superhero of online mental health services. Anxiety, depression, stress, insomnia—these villains can wreak havoc on your life. But fear not, because Cerebral is here to save the day and your wallet. Picture this, therapy visits that don't drain your bank account. Traditional sessions can cost a fortune, but Cerebral swoops in to rescue your mental health and your hard-earned cash. They've got it all, therapy, medication management, and a helping hand for both beginners and seasoned mental health warriors. It's like having a personal support crew right at your fingertips. With Cerebral's nifty app, you can schedule sessions, get burning questions answered, and access a treasure trove of mental health resources. It's like having a Swiss army knife for your mind right in your pocket. Now finding the perfect therapist can be as tricky as solving a Rubik's cube blindfolded, but don't worry, Cerebral gets it. If your therapist isn't a perfect match, they'll help you find the one who's just right. Talk about going the extra mile. Oh, and did I mention affordability? Cerebral's treatment are one third the price of traditional therapy. Your mental health matters and Cerebral wants to make it accessible to all. Plus they offer options with or without insurance. Flexibility, baby. Wait, there's more. For Mental Health Awareness Month this May, Cerebral is giving you an exclusive 50% off your first month of therapy. Head over to Cerebral.com backslash straight and grab this mind-blowing deal. That's Cerebral.com backslash straight for 50% off or more off your first month of therapy. So what are you waiting for? Join forces with Cerebral today and take control of your mental well-being. Your epic journey begins at Cerebral.com backslash straight. Get ready to conquer your mental health like a boss. Let's jump right, into let's our go. questions. Okay, question number one. I love my fiance, but what should I do if I occasionally want to have sex with other people? I don't want a relationship with anyone else, but sometimes new D would be nice. That was it? Yep, that's a quickie. Is he cool with it? Is he or she cool with it? Right. Oh, wait, we said dick. Is he cool with it? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if that's how it works in most relationships, but if you are in a non-monogamous relationship or that's like something that you want to explore, if he's cool with it, Cool. Cool. What? <laughs> Say what's on your mind, John. I'm I just I'm just thinking like what's the first step in that? Ask Alex and John if it's cool or maybe ask my partner if it's cool. Why don't you just fucking ask him? I, it's not cool. I already know it's not cool because you're asking us like for our permission. You're not asking the right person. You're not asking the right person. I you mean, know the fucking answer. 
I think, oh, so I recently started watching the new season of Selling Sunset and one of the new girls on the show is Nick Cannon's baby mama, one of them. And she's like, and I, and I understand what she's saying. She's like, listen, if this is what works in my relationship, like I don't need anyone else's opinions. Like I'm happy because he, they're, they're yeah, not, he's exclusive. got like 35 they're not exclusive children with one another and they happily sleep around with other people. So if that's what works in your relationship, but of course your partner also has to be on board, you know? So I think, yeah, have that discussion with them and see what happens there. So best of luck. Next there was question. no need for whatever all that information you just gave was, there was no point to that. No, because it's like people, she, she's saying like other people's opinions don't matter. Like there's no right or wrong. Well, there's one person's opinion what, that fucking it's just matters. It's what's right in your relationship. The, yeah, the right. partner, his, uh, his opinion fucking yeah, matters. Exactly. So I'm just saying like, that's so that a, was irrelevant. It wasn't, I was using it as an example, John. I'm sorry that you can't use stories because you just don't know how to tell them <laughs> as examples. But like, I like to be like, oh, this is like this. Here's an example. I just think that it's a useful, to, if you need to relate to someone, maybe, maybe look to other people. I don't fucking know. Whatever makes you happy. I just see, I just think instead of going from point A to point B, you're like, what do you think I all of these think, questions are, John? Everyone could skip the, skip the step of asking us and just go straight to their fucking partner, but they want to know our thoughts clearly. <laughs> they want our mediocre advice. And you're like, you know what? It Why goes, are you even wasting time? John, do you want a podcast or not? Because honestly, the show could just wrap. I'm we just could be saying, over. This... John just says, Why are you asking us? Go talk to them. Let's just answer every question like that. How about? How about? I'm over I'm, you. No, I'm, I'm just, over you. I'm just saying, this one's pretty obvious. Where to go first? It goes from A to B. Your thought, then to asking your partner. But cool, whatever you, you do, you. So, like, as I go through all of the rest of these questions, ask yourself why they might be asking. Why? Why would they not just go straight I'm to just, their partner? I don't see any gray area with this. You want to get some new dick? Cool. Is your partner cool with that? This no quickie is taking don't entirely too long. Do it then. Or do it, then leave your partner because your partner doesn't agree. It's pretty like self-explanatory, I feel like. But that's John's two cents. And we all love John's two cents. <laughs> Fun fact, John. Okay, next question. My husband and I have been married for five years. He wants to move states to be closer to his family, but I'm not ready to leave the state where my family lives. He never grew up living with his family, and I did. So I feel like it would impact me more. Am I being selfish for not wanting to leave? No, you're not. I feel like we've had multiple questions like this. I think we've answered questions like this before. You're justified in your feelings, but I mean, one of you is going to have to give. So write a pros and cons list. Is there like financial freedom and like success if you move? If you stay, are you just going to be stagnant there? It's, is it just because you want to be close to family? Like, I don't know. Well, I, she's close to her family. He's never lived near his family, and now he wants to be closer to his family. I do think that there needs to be compromise, though. Like, have you lived, if you've lived the majority of your relationship close to your family, and he's feeling this type of way, like, yeah, I do think it's a little selfish to not want, to not let your husband live near his family a little bit. Or, okay, I, I agree, but there, there's got to be other factors, though. Like, is this a financially smart move? Because if it's not like there's a lot of things too. Are kids involved? Like what? Are you uprooting them? Are you? 
what about jobs? Like what's going on with that? Right. And is like, how far is it? Like, is there a middle ground somewhere in there? Like what you can't just move to be closer to family. That's in my opinion, unless there's a purpose, like you're having kids and you need the extra help. I don't agree with that. You can move if you want to, you can do whatever the fuck you want to do. Like, I just would hope that he's not doing it from a standpoint of like, well, we've lived near your parents this whole time. Now I want to live near my parents. Just like as like a selfish thing. Yeah. Like a not selfish, tat. but like, like a, yes. Yeah. Tip for tat type of thing. Just make sure that's not the reason. If there's like a genuine reason, then it's a conversation that needs to be had. So mm, yeah. I mean, if it was just to do it, just to do it. Then I, that's, I don't know about that. Should I, shall I move on? You shall. Next question. Do you guys get anxious or have anxiety when traveling slash flying? How do you overcome yes. this? Yes. I don't know what's happening. The older I get, like anytime we have a flight in the future, I'm like, oh my God, please let it be sunny out. No winds, straight shot. No problem. This wasn't always like this for you. And I know that we've discussed this before that like flying recently has given John anxiety. I can't control the plane. Like, let me drive. I know if I get an accident, it's my fault. I think though, around traveling, like not just the act of flying itself, some people do get anxiety about it or just like at the thought of traveling. Things now you're it- using the right term. Yes, I get anxiety over flying. What do you mean? How- I feel like a lot of times you coin like me saying like, I'm anxious about stuff. This is you the- are. No, you're always anxious. I'm annoyed or no, angry you're- or whatever. No, 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 no. John, I'm anxious about the plane. The moodiest motherfucker that I just literally can't keep up. That's not anxious. No, I can't keep up with all of your cycles of moods. You're always in some mood. Anxious, angry, annoyed, like pick an A. (laughs) No. I mean, I've said it before. I definitely get anxious like mid-flight. Well, not mid. During takeoff and during the actual travel part and then also landing so the, the whole part, the whole, that, that the whole part. Flying yeah. experience. Yeah. So basically the whole experience of flying. So how do you overcome yes. it? I just like anything else. I just suffer through it until John, it's done. No, there's you're like, talking about like overcoming. It's not overcoming. I sit there. I'm like, I cannot wait for this to be fucking over. I don't do anything about it. There, I don't have, I mean, there's plenty of solutions that I don't do it. That the older you get, the more anxious you become about things that you weren't when you were younger, you know, like, it's almost like you're just more aware That's of the dangers right. that are like around you. Yeah. I also just had a really bad flying experience. And ever since then, I'm like, I'm like, fuck. Somebody told me like your plane's in jello, but I'm like, is it though? Like, think about the plane being in jello. It's like maybe they just say that to make you feel better. It just comes down to like you don't have control. So when you don't have control, and if you're a person like me, like I want to have control of a situation. So I'm just sitting there as a fucking passenger, like... Not that this is going to, like, help your anxiety, but, like, statistically, you're more likely to get in a car crash for not wearing your seatbelt. Cool. (laughs) Irrelevant. No, it's not. But it's a relevant thought to me. That doesn't mean anything to me. Well, though. because it's That's just like, like an, I don't want to say... One in a million get bit by a shark. I don't want to say it's like an illogical fear, but, like, yeah, you're you're more likely to get in a car accident than you are into a plane crash. A lot of people have anxiety around traveling. I think that there's ways to make it easier by being prepared, making sure you have enough time to relax, potentially getting pre-checked. You just fly right through security. Sure. All those things will help people, just not me. That that Those are irrelevant to me, but I can see that helping people easing the process of getting on a plane. I don't even care if I'm like rushing onto the plane. It's the act of flying. So... 
hopefully, you know, just take a fucking Xanax. I don't know. Do you know. think that like it would ever get to the point where you wouldn't fly because like you're. If it gets worse, I don't know if we like. <gasps> John, no. I'll have to go places without you. Zoom, oh no. FaceTime me. <laughs> <laughs> just FaceTime me. Oh my gosh. I mean, I can see things. You I'll can knock do. you out. We'll just go to the bar. I'll make you rip shots, take Boom. a Xanax, and, and I'll just, just hold you. Self-medicate yourself. That's, That's why probably I lift, way. It's so that I can carry John onto plane. I believe it. You can. Just like drag me onto that plane. Oh no. Put me in the emergency exit so I'm the one that opens the door. Good lord. <laughs> like another bridesmaid situation. I feel like this, last episode you were shitting in the street. This one, you're talking about the colonial woman on the wing. Right, right. Air Marshal John. Air Marshal John. Okay, cool. Next quickie. Oh, you want me to read it? Yeah, okay. go through the quickies. I'll do the long one. All right. And next quickie. What is each of your opinions on people sitting in on a doctor's office waiting room and taking a phone call? I've taken phone calls while I'm sitting and waiting, and I feel like people stare at me like it's offending them. Even if I'm talking quietly, I'm not chatting on the phone about anything personal or offensive. What are your thoughts? Well, we've already spoken about our thoughts about talking on an airplane, but I do think that people... Is your phone on speakerphone? In waiting rooms. Are you doing this? Either way, though, I just think that if you're having a conversation in a closed environment take it outside like people don't want to hear what you have going on like if i'm reading a book if i'm like even, put your fucking earphones in and listen to a podcast put your earphones in your headphones your earpods Ear, yeah your airpods Air, your earbuds your buds earphones like isn't that another way of saying it or no i don't i don't know anyway take it outside wait go earphones is that a word yeah, but like, I think there's so many different ways Verdict to say Verdict is in, them. you are wrong. Okay, well, I don't give a shit. <laughs> I just, either way, I think you need to be taking these conversations outside. No one wants to be forced to hear what you have, what you're talking about. Even if you think you're being quiet, you're not. People could still, still hear you talking. Every situation's different. If you're like on your phone and you're trying to be quiet, like I understand you trying to be respectful. Like if I saw that, I'd be like, I get it. Like, it's a quiet room. You got to take a call. If you have to, but I don't think having a casual conversation because you're waiting and you're bored is the right thing to do. Right. You know, I think that, yeah, of course there's situations. Oh, what? You have to go pick up your sister? Sure. Let me know. Blah, blah, blah. But like, if you're just like, hey, I'm sitting, I'm waiting. What's going on? What do we have going on this weekend? Hey girl, that bitch. No, I don't want to hear it. Take well, it outside. You, you heard it here, folks. Alex does not want to hear it. And I'm going to agree. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if you're like walking around a supermarket or whatever, keep going. <laughs> Next question. All right. My wife and I just had our five-year anniversary and I got her an expensive gift to celebrate and receive nothing in return. <gasps> Why do men rarely receive gifts when celebrating an anniversary? Some intimate time or a back rub would have been great. Did you talk about what your expectations were for gifts prior? Because you do need to do that. I think surprises are great, but... You also have to have the conversation. Are we doing something with each other this are year? You, are you even surprised? So this is your fifth year doing this. What happened the first four years? Right. Or just be like, are we doing gifts this year? Like, and then kind of set like a ballpark. The only time that John really. Where you went, dropped the ball. Where, I, you, where you dropped the ball. Where did I drop the ball? Like two years ago, I got us gifts and did stuff and you didn't do anything. <laughs> because you said we weren't doing anything. No, 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 you, no, no. No, no, no. We always have a conversation. You said we weren't doing anything and then you got like me a gift card to a spa or something and I said, fuck you. I brought you to a restaurant. 
I know you're supposed to. Oh, uh, we're talking about norms right now. Yeah. No. You romance me. What do we do you now? You make me so feel like a princess. Now? So what do we do now? We do. We take turns every year. Yeah, we take turns. What did we do last year? We just went out to we eat. We moved. Oh, we ordered in sushi. That's what we did for our anniversary. I don't remember. That was the TikTok that we You're made. asking the wrong people I because, know. like, we we are not. Are you a gift giver? We kind we of? do experiences for each other, but again, if we're doing gifts, like this Christmas, we did do gifts, but we said it. We were like, okay, what are we doing? And it's like, oh, I'm planning on getting you something. It's like, okay, well, I'll we're get like you something then too. Christmas birthdays, yeah, whatever. But like these little fucking little ones, like anniversary, <laughs> like Valentine's like, Day, there's too fucking many. It's annoying, right? Again, you have to do what feels best for you. Like for us, like we like spending quality time together. So we either plan something, we go somewhere, we do a trip, whatever. But if gift giving is your love language, you have to talk about that is what you would like between the both of you. Right. You know, like communicate that shit. You can't just expect your partner to know if you don't have that conversation beforehand. I agree. But uh, <laughs> that sucks. You gave that her a sucks. gift and you got nothing. <gasps> or you didn't even get a back rub. <sighs> I feel like you knew about this though. Five years in, plus years of dating. So yeah, this is are your you problem. like? Are you fucking surprised or? No, yeah, it's okay. You, I think you just you have to have a conversation. I mean, you're not in the wrong. Like you need to, yeah, you need to talk to your partner. But I'd be fucking annoyed too. Well, you're just always annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> okay. First long question. <laughs> <laughs> My wife and I have worked very hard and sacrificed our 20s to be financially stable. One may even see, say that we are well off now. Whenever we invite our friends to eat, especially at fancier places, we always insist on paying for the meal. We even go out of our way to give the server our credit card before the meal has started just to make sure our friends do not have a chance to beat us to the bill. We wanted your thoughts on this. Do you think it comes off as snobby and or entitled? For some context, John, this is for you. Our friends are not struggling, and on a few occasions, they have snuck and paid before us. We love our friends, and I think it comes from a good place. Appreciate your thoughts. It's it's just like a fun game, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Who gives their card first? I don't think it... I think that's a cool... Like, that's a good friendship that you have. Go yeah. On. And I think it only comes from a bad place if it is from a bad place. Like, you guys are clearly... It's coming from a good place. And if someone feels like it's coming from a place where it's snobby or disingenuine... That's their own insecurities that they have to battle. You don't think so? Well, I wouldn't read that much into it. If if they feel a certain way. That's th a story that you're telling yourself, though. No. That's not true. Like, unless they've oh, verbalized I, oh, that to you, okay. then they don't feel like it's snobby. Like, I just feel like it's you might assume that, but is that the okay, truth? Okay, but if you do assume that, then maybe it's like, okay, let's ease off a little bit. You know, just, just split it. Split it equally. Whoever got, maybe somebody got one more drink than the other or whatever. Just, like, do it equally. Also... My point to this is I don't think that people would agree to go to a fancy restaurant if they couldn't afford it. You know I what I mean? I 100% think people would. Really? Yeah, people are stupid. 100%. They'd be like, ooh. No, but I'm saying- I know Bill and Jane have money. They're inviting us to eat. Protocol is the people who invite me to eat. They're going to Okay, but they are offering to pay. So I'm saying like if they thought that it was snobby that you were paying, you know what I'm saying? Like they're accepting your invite to you go- You would also know who your friends are. Right. Beforehand. Like, well, you think you do. Well, they've gone out multiple times. And then your friends. No, with no, Raquel, no. You, they've gone out multiple and she times. She hooks up with your husband. Plot twist. You know your friends at that point. You've gone on a while. I mean, 
going on a couple dates or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I think it comes from a good place. I like that. We are very similar with our friends. We do the same thing. I'll, I'll go out to dinner with you. What kind of restaurants are you going to? We'll be your friends. And as a reminder, today's episode is sponsored by Cerebral. You guys know that I love therapy and May isn't just about flowers and sunshine. It's Mental Health Awareness Month. Let's give a standing ovation to our pals at Cerebral, the superhero of online mental health services. Anxiety, depression, stress, insomnia. These villains could wreak havoc on your life. But fear not because Cerebral is here to save the day and your wallet. Picture this, therapy visits that don't drain your bank account. Traditional sessions can cost a fortune, but Cerebral swoops in to rescue your mental health and your hard-earned cash. They've got it all. Therapy, medication management, and a helping hand for both beginners and seasoned mental health warriors. It's like having a personal support crew right at your fingertips. And get this, Cerebral is 100% online. Say goodbye to awkward waiting rooms and tiresome commutes. Just breeze through a brief questionnaire and they'll match you with a care team tailored to your needs and preferences. It's like magic. With Cerebral's nifty app, you can schedule sessions, get burning questions answered, and access a treasure trove of mental health resources. It's like having a Swiss army knife for your mind right in your pocket. Now, finding the perfect therapist could be as tricky as solving a Rubik's Cube blindfolded. But don't worry, Cerebral gets it. If your therapist isn't a perfect match, they'll help you find the one who's just right. Talk about going the extra mile. And did I mention affordability? Cerebral's treatments are one third the price of traditional therapy. Your mental health matters and Cerebral wants to make it accessible to all. Plus they offer options with or without insurance. Flexibility, baby. Wait, there's more. For Mental Health Awareness Month this May, Cerebral is giving you an exclusive 50% off your first month of therapy. Head over to Cerebral.com backslash straight and grab this mind-blowing deal. That's Cerebral.com backslash straight for 50% or more off your first month of therapy. What are you waiting for? Join forces with Cerebral today and take control of your mental well-being. Your epic journey begins at Cerebral.com backslash straight. Get ready to conquer your mental health like a boss. All right, next question. My husband is a total negative Nancy. I, however, am the complete opposite. I can find fun and good in just about everything. This is definitely our biggest flaw and argument as I get very emotional and break down when the complaining gets too much. After listening to your podcast, I feel like John is a negative Nancy too. How do you handle and deal with it? You seem to smile and laugh through it all. And I am beyond jealous of that. Any advice is appreciated. <laughs> Did you write this question? No, John. No, it did. I didn't. However, I am who <laughs> the fuck I am. I think for me, it's because I do find the good in it that, and I. You just have oh, to know. It's, I'm just no, so John, hard. She's asking I'm for just advice. So hard oh my to god! Be with. You take this so personal. Like it is personal. <laughs> she just literally fucking said she's talking about me. And then you're trying to give your experience. You're talking about me. I'm going to defend myself. Okay. You think it's easy? <laughs> you think this is you easy being easy with her? being so sad and mean and negative? Try being with somebody who doesn't stop talking oh, 24-7. John, I literally, I tried to let you talk and then you couldn't. I'm not talking about the podcast. <laughs> I think we're a healthy balance. I get it. It would be annoying. You know, it's just like. Everyone's different. We do sometimes have the real conversations where I'm like, both of us, so it goes both ways, where John is like, you're being way too optimistic about this and too positive when like this is number one, like a serious, or like you need to look at the facts, Alex, when I always try to look at the positive. And then 
on the opposite way, I sometimes am like, John. No, you got to check me. Yeah, I get it. We, we have both, to check, but each, we check other. each other. Yeah. yeah, you have to check each other. I think it's a healthy balance, but we're a healthy balance. Uh, right. I don't know if if you don't feel that way in your relationship, though. Like, like your partner also has to not take himself too seriously. And that's, I think, where it is good with us because you know that about yourself that like right. you I don't want to call you a negative Nancy, but like that you are a glass half empty and I'm a glass half full person. We just know that we're that balance. And so the fact that we could both laugh at ourselves and right. who we are, you just can't take life too seriously. So I think that that's my advice is having the ability to take feedback from people is a, is a skill to be able to do that. And, and that's tough for a lot of people. I mean, dude, I know I'm not perfect. And when I, when I hear from you or an outside source, like reflecting on myself, I'm like, fuck, okay. But I think a lot of it is just being self-aware. It's just growing up and maturing and being self-aware and knowing like, am I being a baby back bitch in this situation? Or am I being like way overly optimistic in this situation? The other like, thing though is, is he getting worse? I'm right. the same. I've, I've been the same. You think I'm different? No, I don't think you're different, but I do think that you're getting more jaded to people. Like I think the older that you get, the grumpier you get. Just leave me alone. <laughs> you literally just said that. Like earlier though, you were like, I just want to be left Sometimes alone. I just need a break. And some people, like you, you get energy from being around people 24 seven. That is not me. Put me in a room by myself. Put me in a home. Put me in a home. Put me in a room. And just like, let me recharge my batteries for a little what bit. What are you going to do when you're actually in a home, John? And you have to be around people all the time. What are you going to do? That's going to be your I'm nightmare. I'm doing this podcast to hopefully pay for me to put in a private room. Put me in a private room. I think you'll still be in a private room. That's my goal. But you won't People have, talk about their They'll likes. go in and be like, all right, John, we're going to bingo. And you'll be like, don't bring me. By the time I'm in there, it's not going to be bingo. It's going to be like Call of Duty fucking like all the computers and consoles lined up. I'm going to be ready. That's true. Imagine. Fucking just imagine. Bingo. You don't think anything's going to change homes like are gonna be like 15 years from now? 15, John? <laughs> what? Shut okay. Shut up. Shut up is what we said. Did you just tell me to shut up? <laughs> this is a medical issue. Like, I can't help. I'm suffocating. I hope you all think you're going to feel bad for her right now. This has been going on for four days. Are you Alex kidding? was ripping me a new asshole John, when I was sick. you were coughing for 80 days straight. 80. Oh, my Mine God. Mine wasn't even as bad as yours. Mine was once in a while like. <laughs> Are you joking? Good Lord. I've never been so close to the D word. Because of how annoyed I was. Just kidding. Dang I would dog. never do that. <laughs> <laughs> no more wine for you. Me? You. Next question. My wife and I have been married for 10 years. Nearly every argument we have stems from finances. I'll preface this by saying she had a daughter when we started dating and I've helped raise her as my own. We also have a son together. My wife has a degree and works part-time hours in her field. I say part-time hours because she could work more. In the past year, I've gone from a company worker to starting my own business. We have always shared a bank account and it was never really an issue until the past year or so. I deposit roughly 85 to 90% of the total monthly funds into our joint account to pay bills, pay for the kids, etc. Maybe I'm greedy or maybe I'm a selfish prick, but it makes me feel like my family takes me for granted when all they see is money. I don't want it to seem like money is the most important thing, but it's aggravating as fuck when I work so hard and they spend it so freely. I'm the spouse that likes to save. It's comforting to me. My wife is content with living paycheck to paycheck because that's how she was raised. I'm slowly losing my patience with the whole situation. 
Also, to top it off, our sex life has been blah for years. I have a high libido and hers is non-existent. She never initiates anything and I'm tired of rubbing one out daily, so I'm not a raging asshole. My life is comical at this point. Maybe I should start a fucking podcast. Any advice? I think your feelings are justified or his feelings are because, I mean, that sucks. If you're putting in 80 to 90% of the income, but you are a family. You are a family. Oh, I don't know what she's doing or what she's okay. providing. I, I'm, I'm just saying this because I don't know what your situation is. There are marriages and family dynamics where the male or the female, one person is the sole provider of the income. It depends on what you together have decided as a unit, what works for you as a team, what your roles are. Like, are you raising the kids how she is? Are you putting the same effort into the household that she is or other things? And maybe you are, and maybe that's why you're feeling this way. But I think that as a family dynamic, you have to have a conversation and you both have to be on the same page about where you are and what your job roles are. Like, if you want her to bring that in, was that part of your, you know, arrangement? I just, I just think that like, you have to have that conversation. Fuck it. Be like, you know what? I'm going to stay home with the kids. You go to work. Cause maybe she's, but maybe she thinks that maybe she thinks that you're okay. You know, being the sole provider because she's doing I'm gonna other tell you things. right now. She knows he's not okay. This guy's rubbing it out once a day. There I think some... that your sex life is a byproduct of the issue with the finances. I'm I think that she there's... knows that he's not okay. I'm pretty sure there's no way this guy could put a face on 24-7. You can't assume that anyone knows anything. Nobody is a mind reader. Unless you have these conversations. It's a wazzy. It's a woozy. We're just... I, we're just making shit up Al. we're trying i'm trying to like what are you saying i'm not like I said, everything's a hypothetical you're having a conversation with yourself and i'm not following what are you talking about what i'm, I'm saying it's hypoth everything's hypothetical we don't know enough information right but i'm going off of this question right so am i so am i what <laughs> what what i'm saying guys i didn't eat today and I had a glass of wine. I'm sorry. I'm saying like she she knows what's going on. There's no way she doesn't know like how he feels. Maybe she doesn't. <laughs> Maybe she does. She might not. Like again, I I think that you've been married for ten years. Finances. Okay, wait. You're right. Nearly every argument stems from finances. So you guys have to come to a solution and a common ground. And set budgets for one another. Set budgets. What are your bills? Like you have to work as a team and know figure what your goals are. Yeah, I can figure, figure it out. Because we can't. We can't even we figure can't. out this question, honestly. <laughs> I will say this. You shouldn't have to rub it out. I hope you guys... Sex life is so important. If And that will cure a lot of things. So get to fucking. Right. But, but also, <laughs> with that said, it's hard to fuck someone who you're not feeling romantically connected to which is probably stemming from the issue with their finances. You got to get a lot of things in order. This is very layered. Perhaps talk to a financial advisor and they could work with you to get your finances in order, set a budget. And if your wife needs to pick up some more hours or you guys need to split something, outsource in whatever way that you can, finances are tough, but it doesn't have to be the end of your relationship. You just have to find the resources to help you. You got this. Next question. New Jersey, do you New Jonathan, Jersey? Read this whole question. Then I'm offending my We're entire from there. family. It doesn't matter. We're from there. Read the whole That's question true. in that voice. I've been with my husband for seven years. <laughs> Married for two. No, I'm not doing that. That's also, that's also not it. Like that's the most extra. 
I've been okay. with my husband for seven years, married for two. I slept around in college. And since we met and dated in college, I thought it was best to be open with him. And I told him my body count. This has since been an ongoing issue in our relationship. We would go months without it being brought up. Then he randomly gets anxiety thinking about the guys that I hooked up with. He would want to talk about it if I regret my decision and how better off our relationship would be if I never slept with so many people. To be clear, I've never cheated emotionally or physically. And since leaving college, I do not run into exes anymore. And also, I'm married. Our life is so good together, but I'm so done with him bringing up the past. I've told him that I don't want to talk about it, but he says he needs to express his feelings and wants open communication. Oh my God. But I'm so obviously put down in the conversation because of my past actions. Also, I refuse to apologize because I did nothing wrong. I told him to talk to a therapist and he has yet to do so. What are your thoughts? Is this normal behavior slash common no. thinking from men? Because he sure thinks it is. Mm. Dude. Some things you die with like your body count. Okay, but he, if this was a conversation that you had, like you both were having an uh, unjudgmental conversation about your body count, he cannot hold that against you for something that you did before you even started dating. This guy is not comfortable with himself. Correct. He's not confident in himself. He's not confident with your relationship apparently. You're definitely hotter than him. I'm assuming you're hotter than him. <laughs> Looks have nothing to do with it, but I think yeah. to your point, he I don't even know if it's like necessarily more about your relationship, but this is all his own insecurities coming out. And I think that's what it is. It's because you probably slept with more people than he did and he's feeling like some type of way that's about not, it. Uh, yeah, like I don't see that helping out in a relationship. Because what, also- Giving that information, how is that going to improve Body count a lot is subjective like what do you like i'm not asking you what you think a lot is but like what does one think a lot is is it four people subjective like that's what i'm saying yeah. like is it 20 people it could be 50 people like how what do you think is a lot you know like two people might be too much for him so i just think for him to continuously bring this up it's affecting you emotionally because you're like i didn't do anything wrong and you didn't so I think if he's not willing to speak to someone, you do have to draw that boundary and be like, you're not allowed to bring this up to me anymore. We're not having this conversation. It gets nowhere. And what are you trying to get out of it? He probably it's unattractive. It's so unattractive. And him saying like, I need to express what you do. Like I know toxic masculinity and stuff, but like those words you just used made me very squeamish. Well, because he's using it against you. He's using, I need to, need to express my emotions against How many times? You. So how many times have you brought it up then? Right. If bring it up once, cool. Bring it up again for, for fucking, for what? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, what is your intention of having this conversation over and over and over? Like, are you trying to get an apology out of it? Like, what is his, what is his purpose? And that's what I would ask. I'd be like, what is the end game here? Do you want me to apologize for something that I did before even knowing you? Like what, like what, what are you trying to, what are we getting at? I'm annoyed. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything mean. Overall more, though, more I mean. don't think that this is normal behavior. I think that this is just his insecurities. Or you could be like, talk to, I think you just said this. So it's yeah. like either you, you talk to somebody, then you, once you talk to them, then I'll talk to you. But if you don't talk to a therapist, cause if he's being demanding of you, then you'd be demanding of him. Be like, you want to meet halfway here? Talk to somebody, see what that therapist says. And then. You and I can have a conversation afterwards because right now 
you're just bothering the fuck out of me. Right. And I like how he also likes to say he wants to talk about if you regret your decisions and how better off your relationship would be. I'd be like, shut the fuck I up. I wouldn't be the person I am today if I didn't have those experiences. Like, I wouldn't probably be with you if I didn't have those experiences. Like, you wouldn't be where you are. Next question. My fiance and I are getting married in September. We are having a small-ish wedding, 75 people, no extended family, close friends, and immediate family only. I have a friend who, when I sent out Save the Dates, was dating a horrible man, emotionally, verbally, financially, and I can only assume physically abusive. I did not include him on the Save the Dates as we were not planning to invite him. We've never met him and have no intention to. Unfortunately, since then, they've gotten engaged. I know this is a hot take and some may not agree, but I'm still not planning to invite him to the wedding, even though they're engaged. We're pretty firm on this as our tolerance for shitty people is pretty low extremely low. My question is, do you think I should clarify with her ahead of time of sending the invite that he will not be invited or let her figure this out herself when she gets the invite and the RSVPs? I've had conflicting opinions from other friends. So looking for an objective view. I don't know if this is the uh, glass of wine I just drank, but uh, I'm down to be toxic right now. So you should say, fuck that guy. Was he physically abusive she, too? She said it. She's assuming physically, but she knows that he was emotionally, verbally, and financially I mean, you can't abusive. Assume the physical part, but everything right. else was still as bad. Uh, again, you know, you, you know a good person from a bad person. My thing is like, is it her wedding? It's her wedding, right? It's her wedding. Do it's Do, your day. You get once. Also, in a you've never met him. She's justified in not inviting him, but the question is, does she tell her friend that he's not invited before sending the invites? Or let her figure it out when she gets the invitation. I think you and then, double down. You go, he can't come. And if you give me lip, you can't come either. No. Double I down. Wouldn't. Show how serious you are. No. And just like, I don't, I don't know. need you here. I would. No. I would probably just send it as you. like just Or just send her on the invite. I don't think that you need to give your reasoning behind until she asks. I think that you could just leave it as John's like, tell her he sucks. I got a better idea. I got another idea. What, John? On the invitation, send her one like you send to everyone else, but make it known on there, like scratch out plus one on it and be like, just you. Like, so she knows. Don't just send her one where it's like gray area. Be like, this is just for you. Cool. Well, I think that you should just send it with her name and you don't have to cross out any plus ones. No, there's no confusion. And then again, she could reach out to you if she has a question, if he's a plus one. And then that's when you could kind of walk the trail of why. And you could say it's immediate family. We don't know him. We're happy for you. Because honestly, if this is one of your close friends, do not fucking talk shit about this person to her. Like they're engaged. She obviously is in whatever fucking la la land she is. Let her enjoy that bliss and go on that journey on her own. That is not me. No. I know. We all know that's not no. you, John. But and also your friends who are like giving you mixed opinions on it. Be like, are you guys not? If this is your friend, you want the best for your friend. John, they're giving mixed opinions about if she should tell her ahead of time or let her figure it out when she gets the invitation. Oh, they're all in agreement. Do you understand this but question at all? But is it a general all? consensus that everyone thinks he's a piece of sure. shit? Sure. Yeah. I just want to know that. That's not what the question is. Like, he's not invited. That's the, that it, that is a fact. He's not invited. The question here Got it. is, are we addressing to the friend why your fiance isn't invited? Or are we letting her find out when she gets the invitation? And then you have to explain that later. Have the conversation. Yeah. I would say something to her. I don't you think, think so. what? You think you, she should we, send the invitation? I feel like where have you been this entire time? You think she I should send that, the invitation like five minutes ago. first and not say anything to her? Yeah. 
I think that's because such like a puss move. Why? That's such You've a puss move. You've never met this person. She can, and then she can assume herself, the friend, How? why he's not invited. If you're this close to a friend and you just send him an invite without really having a conversation. Why would you do that? I would never do that to a friend. I'd be like, hey, listen, if- I love you or whatever. We are so close to setting the scene. But, but look, I don't like who you're with. John. And it's my day. And I don't want them coming. So before I send this invitation <laughs> to you, I don't want any gray area. The dude can't come. You can come. If you feel some sort of way about that, don't fucking come. But in a nicer way. In conclusion. She did say I have a close. It says I have a friend who like, it's not like she's a close friend. It's a friend. I just don't think it's worth having the argument or worth like even putting any negativity around it, just don't add him on the invitation. Let her come to you if she has an issue. And then you could say your piece then. You don't even have to say your piece then. You just say, no, the guest list, it, it's secured. It's just close friends. We've never fucking met your fiance. Done. Oh, okay. They've never met. You're not going to like put out any fires doing it that way. It's just going to be just as bad. You being passive aggressive about it is even worse. I hate passive aggressive. It's such a puss way to do things. I don't think it's passive aggressive. Nip it in the butt. All right, so we'll just agree to disagree. I think you talk to this person first, woman to woman or whatever. Don't do what she did, what she's saying. But if you want to, go ahead. Clearly, it's a split decision. So I don't know, maybe. No. Yeah. Leave him off trumping, the I'm just trumping you completely. What is, like, what is that conversation going to look like? That's not going to, like, I don't think that in no way does anyone end up happy from that. Like, her of friend course, is but not do you, going Don't to, you think she'd respect you being just brutally honest with them up front? You're going to say it in a nice way. You you are. I mean, I'm not going to say, like, you in a rude way, but I would appreciate somebody just confronting me when straight I've, on. Okay, but when I've been invited to weddings of friends, not close friends, and not had a plus one, before I was dating you and I had an ex-boyfriend and he wasn't on the invitation, I never assumed it was because he was a piece of shit. I assumed it was because of the guest Irrelevant, list. you're not engaged. Irrelevant. They've, Heronious. they've still never met. Like, and they just got engaged. Like, I just feel like, I don't know. I, I don't think it's that big of a deal. I'm just gonna agree to disagree. Okay, moving on. But listen, listen to me. Moving on to my favorite section, X. Ix. You go first. Oh, what? Like, I feel like you have notes and you just throughout the week follow me around. And you I just, follow you yeah, around. You I don't follow, follow you around. around. We live in the same like a little fucking rat, house. And you write down your ick. <laughs> like a little. My ick for Alex is you had a little toot when you picked me up from Goo's place the other day. And I just like, I don't think you have the right to have an attitude for me picking you up when I picked you up during a fucking riot. You want to know why I was annoyed? Why? Number one, this is what started the annoyance. I was so happy to pick you up. So, so happy (laughs) to meet with you guys. I was. And you tell me this bar that you're at. You're like, I'm about to order food, blah, blah, blah. Tell me when you're here. I walk inside this packed fucking restaurant. There's nowhere to sit. There's eyes like all, you know how when you walk into a place that's so fucking crowded and overwhelming that you immediately are just like, where's my friends? Where's my friends? That was me. I'm scanning the place. I'm walking around like a fucking idiot looking for you because you've been there for hours. You, you were there, you were ordering food. And so I call you while I'm in the restaurant. I'm like, Hey, are you guys there? And you go, I'm, I'm right outside. I'm right outside. I'm like, oh, so I go outside. You're not fucking outside. And I'm like, where the fuck is John? So I sit out on the bench outside next to the security guard there. And we're just chilling. And then you, you call me again. And you're like, I'm here. 
you're not here. And then 30 seconds later, you walk on the side of the building. So number one, you're a, a liar. And that's why I was peeved because I had to do a lap around a restaurant that you weren't in that you told me you were at. First off, this is my ick. But I'm explaining. That's my, you can't just say that. One There's part, my rebuttal. One part out of everything you said is wrong. Everything else is right. But one part is wrong. I did not say I was in some place for hours. I said, we're going you, to you, a place. I literally will go back to my messages. You were like, meet us at this you, place. You blacked out. You don't remember? Oh, great. So I don't have any defense right exactly. now. I'm, I'm almost positive it wasn't the fucking place. We couldn't get in. So we went to another place. But then why wouldn't you tell me? I literally, I'm like, that, that immediately no, put me in a bad mood. Yet. I didn't get there yet. They're all, they're all, 10 feet from each other. Like, I just want to know. Like for like, and I'm not even a planner. Like, and you're, if this was me and you, you would have left. You would have just I would have never left. left you. First You'd off, you'd be like, no. Alex, take an Uber. Alex, I fought through riots to pick you up once. I don't want to hear gosh, it. Get I'm over a protector. It. Okay. I would never leave you. Okay. And also, okay, it was I was a little still foggy sick. that night. I was still sick. And yeah, like, listen, I'm all about you guys like having fun, but then I would have just picked you up. I was like, okay, I'm, now I'm not in the mood. I'm around all these loud fucking drunk people. I'm sober as an ox. I'm just ready to go. And you're like, party. Where are we going? It's too crowded in there now. Where are we going? And I'm like, I don't want to choose. I'm hungry. I'm sick. Let's Any just... one of our listeners knows I would never say party. Where are we going? <laughs> I was like, let's go home. I want to eat something. Second, second off, I did say, I will get an Uber. And you're like, no, I will come get you. Because so I was I ready to come option. get you. But then I didn't know the whole situation until I got there. And I was like, what? Where are you? Where are you? There's nothing worse than like when... That's like when you pull up to someone's house. and Or like when someone's like, I'm here. I and they're blame, not actually there. And I you're like, Gil. you're a liar. I'm I standing outside my house waiting for you to pick me up. And you're not here. Oh my God, shut up. <laughs> you're right. Fine. My ick backfired. So you can apologize. Mm, I'm not going to back... I'm not going to backpedal. You can apologize. Mm. Say sorry, Alec. I'm sorry for not being at the restaurant one minute before you got there. But, it's okay. okay. I forgive you. My was ick. that your ick? Because it sounded like that was your ick. No, but you just ignited a whole new ick inside of me. But uh, no, that wasn't my ick. My ick is that you just love to talk shit about trash TV, like reality TV, like <clears throat> Vanderpump. But you love it. You eat it up when it's on. That's why we had to make a TikTok about it because I was like, John, you're loving this shit. You're watching it from afar. And I hear you talking shit in the background. Like, who's that bitch? She, she fucked her best friend. What what the fuck? How did... And I'm like, just sit down. Just sit the fuck down and watch it with me. Like you already know what's going on. It's you a do pivotal moment. You're a big fan. National TV. National TV? <laughs> reality TV. But yeah, but like nationally televised TV, like it's a pivotal moment would happen with Vanderpump. It made me question your mustache because the main cast member who fucked up has a mustache. I am so unthreatened by that person. Whatever. I saw him. He was like playing the bangos. Why would you ever even be threatened? No one was questioning if you were threatened. No, I'm just like, I'm just like, whatever. Like, so I don't look like him. <laughs> You think you think I look like him with that stash and those bracelets, John? And on I don't know. That note. You don't paint your nails though. On that note, I'm I'm over this conversation. So thank you guys for tuning in to this week's episode. Like, subscribe, email, email and comment. you can reach us at hello at give it to me straight This was the artist. <laughs> why was this episode so hard? I can't breathe. That's why There's I need my be inhaler. Like a food wine <sighs> ratio. For you, I'm like, I just need my inhaler. You can find us at give it to me straight podcast everywhere. Should we read a review? Shoot. All right. I'm gonna read a review now. The best podcast. Big D D D. 
in the house. People like probably think it. I'm a weirdo laughing to myself in the gym, listening to all these podcasts. Alex's laugh is my favorite. You guys are the best. Give her, give this person a little like wheeze laugh. I can't. <laughs> I can't. There I you can't. go. There you and go. that's on bronchitis. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We will see you guys next week. Love ciao, you. Ciao. Bye. Bye.